You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 245 of the Take Him With You podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today, we share a fun message about zombies and talk about all sorts of really cool stuff that happened this week. Stick around. You will love it. On the special Halloween edition. go by the way this is october 28th 27th 27th uh night uh, 19 <laughs> 2013 yeah it hasn't been 19 something for almost 14 years. all right 10 points if you guess the theme song that i played at the beginning of the show um is that from the monsters wow i'm so totally impressed yeah uh-huh. Well, I watched that show when I was a kid. That was the Munsters theme song for our Halloween edition. I'm not quite sure why I watched the Munsters when I was a kid, but well, it it was going to be da 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 da. Adam's family. Da 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 da. Yep. I didn't watch that one as much as I watched. The creepy and there's something. I watched the Munsters more than I watched Adam's family. Mm. Yeah. Well, hey everybody, welcome to the podcast this week. We're back. We're back. We're back. And there, it was postponed due to Rick's birthday. Yep. Usually we record Celebrated on Saturday. Celebrated my birthday, yep. And we did something very important <coughs> yesterday. Yeah, we did. Birthday. It was pretty amazing, too. We sat and watched how many hours of The Hobbit? Three. <laughs> Three hours. Three hours Hobbit. long. Yeah. It's a long movie. It is. It is. But I like the I like the Hobbit. It was good. I mean, I I wouldn't. I know this sounds really weird, but the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit movie, so far, I I really only watch them a couple of times because I'm just not. Well, it's hard to sit through that long, but it you know cinematography. How do you say that? Cinematography. Cinem- or cinematograph. I don't know. What are you talking anyway, about? Anyway, it's very very amazing looking. The filming yeah. of it. Yes. Um, but one thing one thing I have to say I like about The Hobbit over Lord of the Rings is there's no really large giant spiders. I don't uh, like. Don't tell me there's going to be large giant you spiders. You don't remember reading The Hobbit? Oh, a long time ago. And I well, saw the cartoon as a kid, too. Get yourself ready there, dear. Oh, no more big spiders. Oh, sure there are. Remember in the deep woods. Uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. They they put it, make him into a cocoon, and he uses his old sword to cut himself. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Oh, I forgot about that part. But, oh, but so far, the, the but book's the been first, out for how long? But the first movie mm. that we just watched didn't have spiders. Yeah, part one of three. Uh, how to make more? How to make more movies and money? More money, make with, more movies. With Peter Jackson. And we watched it as a kid, as a cartoon. Uh huh. That was and, one of my favorites. And that was probably just a couple hours long. Wasn't Orson it? Bean played Bilbo Baggins, uh, the 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 uh, shopkeeper on Doctor Mike. Hmm. Oh, really? Medicine woman. Yeah. 
what character? He played the Hobbit? He played Bilbo. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's how I knew him. Wow. Loved his voice back then. Hmm. His voice is still cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we didn't have, you didn't have too exciting of a birthday, but I kind of tried to spoil you, and I made you breakfast and didn't burn anything. Mm. And then, um, did I make you lunch, too? I can't remember what how that happened. Anyway, <laughs> we fed you, <laughs> let you watch The Hobbit, kind of, we had a mellow day, but we kind of did a, let's spoil Rick day, and did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was just kind of mellow. That's it all. was kind of mellow. We we celebrated with our kids actually last weekend because Andrew mm-hmm. was going to be out of town. Yeah. And um, then Friday, your mom and dad came down. And then today, um, we had lunch with my mom. Oh, yeah, it was good, church. too. And, and had we, a really good time. Mom, my mom and dad took us out on um, Friday. Yeah. For dinner at Ocean Palace, which is always and yummy. You guys, while I was at Chinese work, food, we played. Uh, you guys played we played dominoes all afternoon. While was I fun. was at work with uh, my mm. daughter-in-law and my daughter you can and tell my parents. I'm getting kind of grumpy about this. I was at work and they were playing games. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was working in Raymond, so I, and I then, did get home a little early. But. but that morning, I did a voiceover job for a company, mm-hmm. and so I made my money for the day. That was good. Yep. yep, yep, and I actually delivered some of your work that you did. You, you, um, yeah, I did some. Uh, had some family videos. Some people had done that they wanted to put on. Yeah, DVD. if any. By the way, if anybody needs like videotapes put down to DVD, I do that as long as they aren't copyrighted material. Right, I like, don't do copyright. Don't ask us to put your movie collection onto DVD. No, I won't do that. We can't do that. Sorry. But if it's like family videos, wedding videos that you guys have taken and you want to have a um, hard copy of it instead of a videotape that will disintegrate over time. Well, there you go. We can do that. Yeah. But I did a bunch of different stuff. I did a video this week for people and mm-hmm. I did, had a whole you, bunch of work this today, week. today, after you, the message you taught, we're going to... We're going to play the message that I preached this morning. After that, and then we had lunch with my mom, and then you had a photo shoot that turned out amazing. That looks really really good. Because when we got up this morning, it had rained last night. And we thought it was going to be bad weather. And And I like to take, I don't have the equipment, like my son, Nathan, has the equipment to take pictures inside and make them look good. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I don't have the right flash attachments and umbrellas and all that jazz. So I I do a majority of my photography outside, or I do macro photography. And I had a job doing that this week as well. Um, and I took pictures of fishing poles. And you had to drive clear to Chehalis, Washington. About an hour and a half where, away or so. Where um, Bing Crosby's family's from. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had a great time with that. But uh, anyway, it turned out to be nice out in the afternoon. And so we were able to go outside and do the photo shoot, even though it was kind of cold. Yeah, it was quite chilly. I wish that I would have brought a jacket, towards, yeah. especially towards the end. But I think they haven't there. seen any of them yet, but you have. Because oh, while we were waiting amazing. to record this, you saw some of the photos. This really cool. And I mean, I was waiting and waiting and waiting because he was so excited about how cool the pictures were turning out. And then he was Photoshopping them and, you know, making some of the backgrounds turn black and white. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, he's yeah. not, he, you get a lot what? of that. You have fun with it, and they turn out great. So, well, there you go. But I was getting impatient because I wanted to do our podcast. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're, are you drinking your last diet root beer? Yeah, I bought a six-pack kind of, of diet part, root part beer. Of, part of our spoil Rick for the day for his birthday. Oh, you're not supposed to do that while recording, though. Is it he got a six-pack of diet root beer in bottles. That's kind of a splurge. You yeah, kind of spendy. Yeah. But, you know, you can I like be it, spoiled though. It a couple days a year. Yeah. Yeah. Your birthday, Father's Day. Got to spoil your man once in a while. Hmm. So. Hopefully you only have one man because I would be really upset if you... Well, you know, I spoil my boys on their birthdays, too. Yeah, you do. And then when I had a dad here on Earth, I spoiled him. Yeah, you did. On special days, so... So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So now the excitement in our life this next week is going mm-hmm. to be... Taking um, our car to get repaired tomorrow morning yeah. very early. Our shifter cable went out or is going out well, on the uh, PT yeah. Cruiser. It's about ready to snap. It keeps on getting tighter and tighter. And it's because the bushings are going out. The, I read all about it. I la- hope. The latest thing is that lately it's hard to get the key out because it's That's hard part to of it. put in park. Yeah. And you just really have to keep on... Hitting okay, the okay, shifter little, until it gets in park. And we found a really, you know, I out. decided to not try and fix it myself. <laughs> because every time I fix something myself. Well, you know, we try. It ends up costing things, more. You know, like some things like we'll replace every part of the shower. A mechanic I am not. And, and, and then. A plumber I am not. But sometimes, you know, we've replaced every part. A carpenter. Part I am not. Of the shower, and it maybe cost 40 or $50. To know him was to love him. But a plumber costs $75 just for them to come to your house. Yeah. So so we, we've made, you know, even when we break things on some things, we still come out ahead. But with your car and something that isn't easy, like an oil change or Well, no, this is actually really this easy. Is, to, from what I understand, changing the shifter cable is actually really easy. If you know what you're doing. Well, there's the deal. Yeah. And see, I know people that can change it in probably a half hour to an hour or less. Mm-hmm. And, well, me, I mean, I don't know people, but I heard people can do that. Yeah. I personally am scared of taking the shifter console off and then getting stuck. And then I would have to hire a tow truck for $100 mm-hmm. and then the mechanic to fix it. And then the part on top of that, ah, we're not going to go there. So I did, I researched it, found mm-hmm. out the problem. Called around. And I was around, grateful around. that the problem wasn't the transmission. It was the cable. Mm-hmm. So I called around and I could not find the part for under $100 until I went on eBay. Mm-hmm. Found a brand new part for 40 some dollars plus shipping. Mm-hmm. It's sent to the house earlier than I thought it was going to get here. I called a mechanic. I called around at the different shops, found a mechanic that would do it for less than $200. And so we're going up early in the morning to see if they can fix it early so Amy can use it the rest of the week. Yes. So there we go. That's our I, car story. Because I work in Olympia on Tuesday. Forget Toy Story. Like it fixed before. Car story. Like it fixed before I'm working way out of town. And now it won't be too hard to shift. That would be well, nice. it's an automatic, so, th- but the problem was, even with, you know how an automatic, you can put it in a park and drive and all that jazz? Yeah. Well, it got to the point where it's so stiff, we can't hardly. And it was actually causing a pinched nerve in my elbow. Nice. Yeah, because it was yeah. so hard to, yeah, to get in gear. Yeah, so tomorrow hard. is going to be interesting. Let's hope they fix it quick, because I have a meeting over clear across town, 
Bad. I have a meeting for yeah. a logo, a company logo thing. And then I got to come back and get you and take you to work. And then on top of that, I've got to look for work because, and I got to start on a new pro. I got a new project that I'm working on mm-hmm. for American history sentences. Mm-hmm. So I got to start the music for that. Did you get the sentences sent to you yet? No, but I can start the music now. I've got the, the, um, the themes. Kind of know what's headed towards. So, okay. Yeah. So anyway, it's going to be an interesting day tomorrow. I hope everything works out. So yeah. here we are doing our podcast last minute, not as usual, because usually we're all prepared and do our thing, and now and we're one, not. One thing I am so excited about. She's so excited she can't hide it. She's about to lose control, and I think she likes it. Um, I wouldn't have put it exactly like that. Mm. But next week on our podcast, if all things go well, we have scheduled to record an interview on Wednesday. With the best-selling author. My favorite author. Ever. Of, ever, of all time. You've been I, reading her books for years. I started reading her books when Catherine was like around two or three. And so you've Catherine, been reading her so books 15, for over 15 years. 15 years. And and I've corresponded with her a little bit, got her newsletters. She even wrote. When I first got her newsletters, they were like photocopied, and now she's got this big blog and all these right. fancy websites. Doesn't she live in Hawaii? She lives in Hawaii, but she she raised her family in the Portland area, right. which isn't very about three hours from us. Yeah, and um, so she's a Northwesterner. By so don't heart. leave us hanging. Who is it? It's her name is Robin Jones Gunn, and she's written I don't know how many books. I've read at least twenty of her books, maybe more. Um, my daughter's read a lot of her books. My mother's read of a lot of our, her books. Um, she's written books from from children's books to um, ones for teens, ones for young adults. And then she has a, a series called Sister Chicks, and they're about middle-aged women that go on these adventures together and yeah. kind of, you know, as they've raised their kids and they're trying to find new things to do in life with themselves <laughs> and and so anyway really a lot of fun books and they're they're books that when you read them you come away inspired and by and that, we're gonna interview her and we're gonna interview her and so amy's I'm really excited really excited to have a good talk with her and and so we're gonna do that this weekend play it for you next weekend and um Next weekend is my birthday. That's so right. I am excited to record our <coughs> podcast next weekend and get to play our interview. With Should Robin. be fun. It will be a blast. And so, so, what do you want for your birthday, dear? Oh, yeah. There's one thing I'd like, but everyone have to go in and get it. And I already got a big birthday present from you. So. I think we told everyone that there had been something that I wanted for a long time, and I found it on a good price, and I brought it. I asked, I called you from Home Depot and said, I found this for a good price, and you know how much I really wanted one. Can we get it? <laughs> and it was kind of a double present because I wanted a TV stand for our TV, that, and Amy wanted a fire, a electric fireplace and it, that isn't real. Yeah. Well, it is real, but it isn't. But, but it looks like a fireplace. But, but it's really not fire. It's an electric one. But it looks like fire. And and it's, it's really also cool. an entertainment center. And it's so. also a heater and a floor uh, cleaner and a dessert topping. Well, not the last two. Oh. So so anyway. It's also a Halloween costume. 
No, not that either. But we had, before this, we had a little entertainment stand on top of a coffee table, and it looked really, really tacky. Yeah, I didn't care. I know you didn't care, but, you know, women, women like things to look a little bit put together. And it's funny because hardly anybody notices when they come in the house, but my mom, who came to visit the other day, yeah. walked in, and the first thing she said is, is that new? Yeah, and your dad noticed it, too, and liked it. Yeah. So and so good. I brought it home, barely got it to fit in my car, mm-hmm. brought it home, and it came in this huge, huge box. And it, did. it it said, oh, it should only take an hour to put this together. Oh, man. And we got it together with no extra parts. We did it all right. We no, we had it. extra parts left over because well, you could have put it in a corner. Well, but that? that was for the, if you want to put it in a corner. But for you had two options. But for the way that we wanted to make it, we did it all properly, took our time. But guess how long it took us to do it? Well, I know how long because I was there. <laughs> it took us three hours. Okay, now we I were finishing ask a question. it up okay. at 11 okay. something at Let night. me ask a question. <laughs> our listeners, to our listeners, hey folks, hi. Why is it that when we go to find our electric screwdriver, it's never charged? Yeah. Well, for we have like six of them, and none no, of them work. We, we had one, but the little no, things fell out. No, we have more than one. Out. We have a bunch. Our our son had two of them, but he took them with them to his house when he got married and moved out. Yeah. So the good ones are at his house. Yeah. That would be a good Christmas present for a new for electric a screwdriver. Oh, any no man can have too many electric too many electric screwdrivers. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd was like thinking. that. But okay, if you want to know what else I want besides the nice big present, I totally you love. already got. I yeah, um, our we have this island in our kitchen that was like a ninety nine dollar special at Walmart. And I'm telling you, that's the cheapest ago. island you can find, and there's no sand and no palm trees on no, it. No, what a ripoff. No, it's this little tiny cart island that kitchen, cart island. It's Where a, they put it's shopping a cart carts? that has a chopping block on oh, the top, okay. and it had a place to put like pots and pans underneath, and towels, and a little towel rack and a little knife rack. And a long time ago, the doors fell off. A long time ago, and now recently, the wheels, the wheels have fell started off. falling off. And our son. So now it's really it hard to once, chop things because they fall off the top. I actually it's have a soup <laughs> can sitting underneath one mm-hmm. corner mm-hmm. of my island. So the other day we we're walking through Walmart. And we found this almost exact same island, but a little cooler because it had a little a little thing that popped up on the side. It did? What was it? What? Yeah, it had a little extended part so you could put like a little stool underneath and sit there. Really? Yeah. And that. it was only $75. Oh, my gosh. So, I so mean, you're I'm hoping not that your saying, kids get that for you, I'm aren't not you? saying it's like super, super good quality, but compared to my one that is totally broken. falling apart. And, and there's a can of cream corn holding it up. Yeah. one corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be really oh. nice, and I don't know if our kids will listen to the podcast, but I kind of gave my daughter asked today. What you wanted. And I said, well, it'd be kind of nice if, if you all went in and got just, Or just gave me Walmart gift certificates, and I can kind of put them towards that. And if I was handy, I'd build you one, but you wouldn't want what I built. <laughs> well, it might be sturdier than the ones, but that last mm, one, know. 
That last one lasted me about 10 years. That was $99. Well, so I yeah. guess I get, got my money out of it, but it's just falling apart sure. really bad sure. lately. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Less than $10 a year. So, and it's really handy. We use it every day to chop up things and uh, put a little towel. I should have used it instead of chopping there. on the stove that one time. An expensive mistake. That, that was the was, most expensive chicken dinner ever. Winner, was, winner, chicken dinner. That was three hundred dollar one. No, it was more than three hundred. Because remember, we top. had to have the guy come put it in. Yeah. That was more. We still have something broken on that stove. Oh, oh I know. If I could figure it out, I would. But well, um, it's the yeah. What? But has anyone else ever had a stove you really love, but you've worn the the numbers <laughs> off? So you can't really tell where you're... We just have to kind of guess. You, know, you it, turn it up until you see the the element go on. But I don't want to get rid of it because it's got this convection I can't believe we're it. talking about our appliance woes. <laughs> but, hey, I'll tell you uh, one thing. Okay, this is really boring, I'm sure, for everybody. But my wife found this really cool stainless steel spray. Oh, and now all of our really appliances look cool. brand new. They all look yeah. brand new even though they don't work. Yeah, one of my clients... We need a new dishwasher. It's dead. It's dead, dead, you dead. You know, I'm not sure that I'm going to replace it. What? Well, our daughter's going to be gone in just a couple years. And you think that I'm going to wash the dishes? No, you'll buy paper plates and make me wash everything else. Oh, <laughs> but, you know, we can, uh, I just think, you know, you can get one of these little I'm things that now. you put soap in. Don't just, write me any emails about me being bad because I wash the dishes. Just, I do sometimes. But we have this little thing that you can put soap in the handle and just wash things up as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, that would be wonderful if everyone just washed things up as she they says, got them dirty. That'd be wonderful if everyone, she means, that'd be wonderful if you would wash would up wash your own dishes. After you, up, up after yourself. So I didn't have to come home from work and wash what everyone else has gotten dirty. Don't all the women agree? Wouldn't that be nice if everyone just cleaned up after themselves? <sighs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That was, We would just all be dancing in the streets if everyone cleaned up after themselves. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, we've really rambled. We're already 22 minutes into the show. Okay, so why don't we play the Jeez. message and we can come back in a few Okay, minutes. well, we have to tell them how cute it was this morning, though, because oh, I posted okay. on Facebook. Oh, this is Since funny. Thursday is Halloween, mm-hmm. I, post, I did a, a sermon called um, um, Five Tips for the Recovering Zombie. Yeah. And just using the word zombie attracted massive attention to my message. Yeah. And so by the time we got to the church this morning, they were already talking. It, the church was a buzz about zombies. That was just different. Yeah. Well, it was it, funny. It was really funny. Even the even your sister who does the children's sermon. Yeah. Talked about zombies to the kids. Yes. And she. Even the song leader, who's your brother. Yes. Talked about zombies from the pulpit. You can tell this is a family church, mm-hmm. can't you? And, uh, and all these people were so curious what I was going to do with the word zombie. Even during prayer time, when he prayed for me, he used the word zombie. Yeah. And they, so, decided, they decided that kids, I was really nervous, though. Kids five and older could stay in church instead of go to church. And learn about church. zombies. So now, wh- okay, this is a hip church. I'm sermon. telling you. We didn't sing any hymns about zombies because there isn't any, but. No, but there is up from the grave he arose with the <sighs> mighty victory over his foes. Well, that could be one. So, yeah. 
Well, anyway, you're going to hear the message now. <laughs> How did I get zombies into a sermon? It worked. It worked. And plus an extra at the beginning. He tells oh, gosh. a very interesting story that you all will appreciate. Well, it's got Frankenstein and Igor and the hills and, and uh, married couples and mm-hmm. blood and violence. Um, a car crash car crash you white it's really good it's a good story so we'll be back in just a few minutes after you hear about zombies in church oh my gosh Jack and Diane Hill, a young married couple on their honeymoon, on the outskirts of Transylvania, were traveling in their car in the dead of night. It was raining and storming, and they were having a rough go at it when the car blew a tire, flipped over into the ditch, and threw the young couple into the woods. Jack was semi-conscious when he realized that his newly married wife was lying in the ditch, not moving very much. So he sprang to his feet, even though he didn't feel so well, grabbed a hold of her, drug her out of the ditch, and went searching for help. Up ahead in the distance, he saw a shimmering light. Yep. It was the Castle Frankenstein. (laughs) He came up the steps and knocked on the large wooden door. Nothing. Silence. Off in the distance. Oh! A wolf howled. But then the door opened. Don't ask me why they didn't use oil on their doors, but they didn't. And out of the shadows came a robed, hunched-over figure. Yes, may I help you? said Igor. Jack said, my name is Jack. This is my wife, Diane. We're just married and we got into an accident. And he falls to the ground. Well, Igor quickly grabs a hold of them, drags them downstairs into the laboratory and puts them on a gurney. And calls his master. Dr. Frankenstein! We have guests! Well, the doctor shows up and he works madly to ensure the safety and health of the young couple. Working madly upon them. Finally, Diane gives up the ghost. He works feverishly upon Jack. And Jack finally gasps his last breath of air. (gasps) He's gone. Well, this, of course, upsets any doctor who's ever worked on a patient and lost one. 
Now he's lost two. He's, he's so upset. And as mad, crazy scientists do, like Dean here, he ran up to his pipe organ. See, I was going there. I was going there. And he gets upon his pipe organ and he begins to play this eerie, haunting, beautiful music on the large pipe organ. And it sifts throughout the giant castle. Igor is watching the whole thing and very sad as he gets out the mop and begins to clean up the laboratory and tidy up from the mess that has occurred. All of a sudden, he looks over at Diane who begins to quickly twitch. What? She all of a sudden sits up and looks around wide-eyed. The same for her husband, who twitches just momentarily and then comes up as the music spreads throughout the castle. Finally, Igor just looks with a large smile on his face and runs up the stairs and yells up so that his master can hear him. And he says, Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein. The hills are alive with the sound of music. There you go. And you say, what does that have to do with the sermon today? Really nothing, but that's okay. It was a fun message. That's right. But you know something? This is an interesting message today. I am sharing about zombies. Let's pray. Father, thank you for humor and for fun and for being able to be in your house this morning to be able to celebrate you and to learn from your word today. God, thank you that we live in a time where we are free to worship you and to hear about you and to live for you. Help us today, Lord, to be closer to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know what? Zombies are nothing new. It seems like our whole society is obsessed with zombies. Zombie everything, isn't it? There's movies about zombies. There's stories about zombies. There's TV shows about zombies that are really popular. I didn't bring a PowerPoint with me today because, quite honestly, even the old stories about zombies are gross-looking if you show pictures. And I didn't know the kids were going to be in here today either, so it kind of worked out. But zombies seem to be everywhere in our society. Actually, I think our world has an epidemic full of zombies. Here's what dictionary.com says a zombie is. You ready? This is surprising. Zombie, pronounced zombie. The body of a dead person given the semblance of life, but mute and willless by supernatural force. Usually, for some evil purpose, the supernatural force itself. A person whose behavior or responses are wooden, listless, or seemingly rote, an automaton. Well, this is really interesting because if you really dive into this, I believe we really have a world full of true zombies without Jesus. See, I believe humanity has a plague known as sin. Really, it's interesting because there's a philosophy out there that says opposite of what I'm going to say right now. I believe at the core of humanity, of who we are as a people, 
is the root called sin. And I know the philosophy that says people are basically good at heart. Have you heard that? Oh, you know, you ask a poll of people and they'll say, oh, I think people are basically, they're all good, basically. If that's the case, why can we put two basically good people into a room for about 10 days and they're not good to each other anymore? How is that? How is it when we get a group of people together, no matter how good they say they are, they always end up fighting? Well, I think it's because our root or the base of who we are as humans isn't good at heart. In fact, the Bible teaches the opposite. It says that our hearts are what get us in trouble. And I can show you scripture after scripture describing the heart of mankind. And I know everybody just loves to hear this. But really, without Jesus, the Bible says our hearts are evil. Don't throw things at me yet. But we're treacherous and we're quite lethal without God. See, our sin problem started in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. And you guys know the story, right? You remember the whole, you know, don't eat of this fruit, and if you do, things aren't going to be so great. And uh, the, the serpent says to Eve, hey, looks pretty good, you know. And boy, if you do this, you'll be like God. And she goes, oh, man, it does look good, and it seems like it would be tasty. I think I'll take some and I'll eat, and I'll hand it to my husband, who was supposed to say, no, don't eat that. But he went ahead and ate it, too. They both ate it, and the Bible says, boom, bad stuff happens. But I think this is exactly when the human race became zombies. The lights went out, and then something had to be done so that the lights could be turned back on. Now, the Bible also says something really interesting. I love this scripture. It's in John, and it says the whole reason that Jesus came and sacrificed his life was to destroy the works of the devil. I want you to think about that for a moment. If the devil's idea for humanity was to make them pay because he couldn't be like God, if he wanted to get back at God's creation so much that he messed it all up for us, we needed someone to stop his plan. And that someone is Jesus. And the whole reason that he became like us, embodied a, a human body and, and became walking around like us and experienced what we experienced and then sacrificed himself on the cross was to destroy what the devil meant for us. That's pretty cool. In fact, his reason was to put us back into relationship with God the Father. His actions, not our actions, have enabled, are you ready for this? This is a popular term within zombie land. His actions actually enabled reanimation. Brought us alive out of our dead in sin lives and brought us into eternity with God. <coughs> Excuse me. So, this morning, what I thought I would share in the brief time that I have left, because I told a silly joke. I want to share with you five tips to 
becoming a recovering zombie, because we all are. Are you ready? You have to open up your Bibles to Ephesians, though. Chapter 2. I always find it interesting that um, when I look at different stories or different mythos or, or plot lines to uh, anything zombie or, or horror stories and different things like that, you can always see a very biblical theme through it because there really isn't anything under the, new under the sun. Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 1. I'm in the Living Bible today which I thought was appropriate for the sermon. It says this. Once you were under God's curse. Remember, we just talked about that. Doomed forever for your sins. You went along with the crowd and you were just like all the others, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air, who is at work right now in the hearts of those who are against the Lord. All of us used to be just like they are, our lives expressing the evil within us, doing every wicked thing that our passions or our evil thoughts might lead us into. We started out bad being born with evil natures and were under God's anger just like everyone else. Does that sound like a zombie to you? Sure does. But God is so rich in mercy. How many people say amen? Amen. Tip number one. Are you ready? If you're taking notes, you need to write this down. Receive the mercy of God. You know, I'll I'll never forget this. But uh, my mom, when she received Christ into her life, It took quite a while for her to do that because she just couldn't believe that she didn't have to do something for it. How many of us would love to be able to work our way into heaven? Boy, wouldn't that be great? We could get lots of people into heaven if we could get get them to work into it. But we can't. Because God is so rich in mercy. Do you know what mercy is? It's a lot like grace. Mercy is, we don't deserve the favor, but someone has compassion upon us and has mercy upon us. Like if we owed somebody a bunch of money and we couldn't pay, and instead of putting us in jail, they said, you know what, just forget it. You don't have to pay it back. Whoa, that's mercy. Just because I want to do that, because I know you don't deserve it, but here you go. God is rich in mercy towards us. Aren't we thankful for that? But it's so hard sometimes for us proud zombie people to receive that mercy. To say, okay, I didn't deserve this, but you're going to give this to me. That's really foreign to us. But how many people know there's a lot of opposites in the Bible? Just about the opposite of what we think we believe when we grow up. The Bible will say opposite of it. Does that make sense? I mean, it's like, you know, we got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. And all of a sudden we find out that God did it all for us. And he loves us. In fact, we're going to go on. So tip number one, receive the mercy of God. If you can receive it, there's going to be some really cool things ahead. 
Look at this. He said, it says, he loved us so much that even though we were spiritually dead and doomed by our sins, he gave us back our lives again when he raised Christ from the dead. Only by his undeserved favor, grace, have we been saved and lifted us up from the grave into glory along with Christ. Whoa. Are you getting the message today? Wow. We were dead in our sin. We were zombies. We were buried. Gross smelling. Yuck. Ick. And God raised us up and brought us to life through what Jesus did on the cross. That is amazing. We didn't do it. We didn't work into it. We didn't go and figure out the plan and go, yes, I did it. It was given to us. Great sacrifice took place in order for it to be given to us. But it was given to us. It says, and he lifted us up from the grave into his glory along with Christ, where we sit with him in the heavenly realms, all because of what Christ Jesus did. And now, God can always point to us as the examples of how very, very rich his kindness is. As shown in all he has done for us through Jesus Christ. Because of his kindness, you have been saved through trusting Christ. And even trusting is not of yourselves. It too is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good we've done. So none of us can take any credit for it. It is God himself who has made us what we are and given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. Zombies are selfish. They don't help very many people. But when you've been reanimated by the power of Christ, when you have a purpose for living, all of a sudden it isn't about us anymore. It's about Jesus and helping others. Does that sound like a commandment that we might have heard? No. Love God and love others? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. So tip number two. You really want to be a recovering zombie? You want to recover from it? Receive the gift of salvation. Can you imagine what it would be like at Christmas time if I bought everybody in the church a gift and I wrapped it in the beautiful wrapping paper and put gorgeous bows on it and a nice little tag that had your name personally inscribed on it. Could you imagine what it would be like if one Sunday morning when I got up to preach, I handed them all out and only a few people opened them and the rest of them just looked and went, oh, nice package. Oh, that's nice that you found that gift. Oh, I guess they got giftified. I guess they found that present. That's not for me, though. I don't really want to open it. Why not? It's a free gift. I just gave it to you. But so many people do it. So many people hear about this amazing gift that Jesus has died on the cross for them, that he rose again, that if we receive him by faith, we will be saved. We will be redeemed. We will be set free. Why don't we open that? Oh, it looks good, but not for me. And that's sad. Because the gift 
has been given. So, tip number two, if you don't want to be a zombie anymore, receive the gift of salvation. Now it goes on. It says, never forget that once you were heathen, and that you were called godless and unclean by the Jews. But their hearts, too, were still unclean, even though they were going through ceremonies and rituals of the godly, for they circumcised themselves as a sign of godliness. Remember that in those days, you were living utterly apart from Christ. You were enemies of God's children, and he had promised you no help. You were lost without God, without hope. But now, you belong to Christ Jesus. And though you once were far away from God, now you've been brought very near to Him because of what Jesus Christ has done for you with His blood. Tip number three. It's okay. You can change your direction. It's all right. Do you know what the word repent means? Turn around 180 degrees and go the other way. Repent doesn't mean fall on the ground and, and snivel like a baby, even though that happens sometimes. <laughs> doesn't mean put on an act and say, oh, I'm going to be better now. It truly means turn around and go the opposite way that you were going. All these zombie movies that you see and different stuff that you read about zombies and stuff, they're all kind of wanderingly, wandering aimlessly looking for brains. Okay, That's what they do. But when you are reanimated, when you are born again, you're not wandering aimlessly anymore. There's a purpose. There's a reason for our lives. We're not just out there to do whatever. There's a plan. And our job as believers then is to find out what that plan is. Now watch this. Verse 14. For Christ himself is our way to peace. He has made peace between us Jews and you Gentiles by making us all one family, breaking down the wall of contempt that used to separate us. By his death, we ended the very angry resentment between us caused by the Jewish laws that favored the Jews and excluded the Gentiles. For he died to annul the whole system of Jewish laws. Then he took the two groups that had been opposed to each other and made them part of himself. Thus he fused us together to become one new person. And at last there was peace. As parts of the same body, our anger against each other has disappeared. For both of us have been reconciled to God. And so the feud ended at last on the cross. And he's brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were very far away from him and to us Jews who were near. Now all of us, whether Jews or Gentiles, may come to God the Father with the Holy Spirit's help because of what Christ has done for us. When I read that, there's a lot of stuff. I could go into a lot of different things of what that means. But I want you just for a moment to look at it a little bit differently than maybe what you would take on as a history lesson. I want you to see how many times in that passage of scripture that it talks about us coming together and the hostilities between two different groups of people becoming 
null and void and peace reigning and us getting along with each other. There is something about coming to Christ that changes the way we get along with people. There's something about it. And I think it's this. I think it's because we all become level on the same playing field. Level on the same level playing field or in the same boat. All of us forgiven. How many are grateful that you're forgiven? My goodness, isn't it the most awesome thing ever? And here we are, forgiven people. That means there's, there's nobody better than you and there's nobody better than me. We're just all better than we used to be. That's pretty good. So tip number four. Make peace with God and with others. I always wondered why zombies moaned so much. It's because they're not at peace. Have you ever felt like that? That you're kind of like complaining all the time? Wake up in the morning, oh. Haven't got your coffee yet? Ah. Bumping into things? Here I got there. You know what's so awesome about knowing Christ, even though the aches and pains are there? There's peace in our hearts. I know some of my friends that don't know Christ and they don't sleep well at night because they're always agitated inside. And I think that's sad because if they had the peace of God in their hearts, they could sleep. They know when they get up in the morning, it's going to be okay. No matter what happens, we'll be all right. Making peace with God and others. And now verse 19, finally. Now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven. But you are members of God's very own family. Citizens of God's country. And you belong in God's household with every other Christian. Tip number five. Be part of the family. You're now part of the family. Zombies don't belong, do they? But people who know Jesus belong to the same family, regardless of what denomination, regardless of what color, regardless of how skinny or how big, how tall, how short. When you receive Christ into your heart, you become part of God's family. We're no longer strangers. We're no longer aliens. We no longer don't belong. Now we belong. If you've watched any of the zombie movies or, or read any of the literature about them, you'll know that, that some of them, they have different origin stories, but um, for the most part, a horrible plague hits the, country, or the, the world. And, and it goes around and infects people and then they become, you know... All yucky and gross and it's not very fun and they're all plagued with this. The, the cure to that, ladies and gentlemen, is Jesus. Sin has spread around this world rampantly for many, many years. Thousands of years. And the only answer and the only cure is to be inoculated by the fact that Jesus died on the cross for us. His blood has saved us from the plague of sin. So you don't have to be a zombie anymore. Isn't that good news? I don't know where you're at today. I don't know. You know, you can come. To, just because you come to church doesn't make you a Christian. Doesn't make you a believer. Any more than going to McDonald's makes you a McNugget. 
You might look like one if you eat too many. But you're not going to be one just because you walk in the door. <laughs> yeah, don't get so close to home. The fact is, though, that a lot of us can come to church and be involved in quote-unquote religious activities, but that doesn't mean that we really have a personal relationship with Christ. And I just want to, you know, I've, I've talked many times here at the church now, and one of the things that I always loved about this church and the fact that I married a lady that grew up in this church was that you were very clear on, on the, the salvation message that you needed Jesus in your heart. And for years and years and years, many, many, many people over those years have come to Christ because of the preaching and the teaching and the people in this church. But I would never want to ever lead you astray and let you think that just because of your good works or just because you show up on Sunday morning, even though it's wonderful that you do, that that would make you a believer and right with God. That's not, that won't. That's your, that's your own works and that doesn't work. However, I could right now introduce you to Jesus, maybe for the first time, if you don't know him. And you know that because your heart is beating really hard right now if you don't know him. Mine was. I'll never forget sitting in the audience of that, that concert and he was talking about Jesus. And, and I was like, well, I, I know Jesus. No, I don't. Oh, I'm religious. No, I'm not. Oh, I've taken care of things. No, I had not and when he said, would you like to do that? Would you like to get right with God today? Would you like to, to go from dead to life? Oh, yeah, I need that. And I did. Let's pray. God, thank you that you bring to life all of us that are dead in sin. That it wasn't by our actions, but it was because of what Jesus has done on the cross for us. We're so grateful for that. Lord, if there's anyone here at all that has never really committed their life to you, that has never really said, Jesus, be my boss. Forgive me of my sin. I, I, I accept what you did on the cross. I receive that gift of salvation. If there's anyone here that hasn't done that, I would pray that today would be the day. It doesn't have to be here. It can be anywhere. Lord, would you grab a hold of their heart even now? And if it's beating hard, would you have them open their heart to you? In fact, why don't we confirm our faith in Jesus this morning? Those of you that have already said a prayer to receive Christ, you can help those that haven't. But if you want to say a prayer this morning with me to receive Christ and to get out of the realm of zombies and into the realm of life, would you please pray with me? And just say this with me. Say, Jesus, it's okay, you can do it. Jesus, I need you in my heart. I believe you died on the cross for me. And then you rose again. Sorry for my sin. And that I've disobeyed you. And I put my faith. And I put my trust. In you. Come into my heart. And forgive me I pray. And I will live for you the rest of my life. In Jesus name. Amen. God I pray. That if anybody prayed that prayer. Or will pray that prayer. That you would meet them right where they're at. And give them the grace they need. 
to live their lives for you. Thank you for all that you do for us. And thank you for providing salvation for us. We are eternally grateful. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. bad for our listeners because they don't get to see you d- um, doing your little orchestra leading thing that you were doing. <laughs> Someday I'm going to be able to... D- I used to do that. You know that? You were the drum major. And I, w- I led some concert band stuff too. Oh, I didn't know you did concert band leading thingy. I did. Well, what I do did. you call that? Orchestra conductor. Conductor. And I would love to take some of the music I've written and actually conduct an orchestra. Yeah, that would be cool. I don't know, though. I, you know, I'm getting to, what, I'm 48 now. I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, it's a dream, but I don't know. It'd have to take a, it would take a miracle. Yeah. Just need a miracle max around. Have yeah. fun storming the castle, boys. <laughs> okay. So what would you think of the message? Well, it was, I think it was good. You know, I, uh, I think. Hope people weren't disappointed. Yeah, I think you tied it in. And what was what I thought was really neat is that there are some kids from the neighborhood that haven't grown up in church, but I could tell really like zombie stuff. <laughs> and it kept them it kept them um, engaged. engaged. So they were listening and so I think it was really good. Yeah. This is good root beer. <laughs> well, that was your last bottle, so <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. No more you'll bottles. Get, you'll get another Six pack of diet root beer for your birthday next year. There right? you go. I was <laughs> laughing because my dog knows when we're about to end up a podcast because she came running to get petted. Yeah. She wants her back scratched. Well, why don't we tell people how they can get a hold of us? Well, all you got to do is reach out and grab us. Well, if they don't live near us uh-huh. to grab us, you can get a hold of us at take him, uh, Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com or Amy at TakeHimWithYou.com. It's very true. Or you can get a hold of us on our Facebook pages. It's Facebook.com forward slash Rick.Moyer mm. or Facebook.com forward slash Amy.Moyer. It is true. So. How do you know she's a witch? Um, yeah. We I'm did the hat sure. and the nose, but she's still a witch. Okay, so this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013. All rights reserved. It was nice talking to you. And since we rambled on so much at the beginning, we thought we would cut it a little bit shorter. By the way, if yeah. if you have any more questions about the message, feel free to email me. and I'd love to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Love to hear from you. Yeah. So please do. Please mm-hmm. correspond with us. It's please. Great. We we really like it when we hear from people. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just, oh, ha, 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 that was funny. It's what was nice that? To, 
Oh it's my god. It's just nice knowing that we're not just talking to the microphone, but actually other people are listening. So yeah. love hearing from you. Yeah. And if you have any other questions, we've had a few um, requests um, lately, and we love doing that. And we're going to try to incorporate them yeah. into our upcoming yeah, podcast. We are. So stick around. Don't stop listening. Invite your friends to listen, too. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. Please feel free to share um, our website, takingwithyou.com. And feel free to listen to share music, because we all know how good that is. Um, okay. I was just like Sunny Bono's when you ex-wife. post when you post the, I'm ignoring that. When you post <laughs> our links to our podcast on Facebook, if people want to go to our website and share them, I mean our Facebook pages and share with their friends, that's awesome. Or you can leave a review on iTunes and other people can find out about our podcast on iTunes. Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll leave you with one of the coolest songs ever from the 80s, ever. Okay. This is a song by Kim Mitchell. You remember Kim? I'm not sure. Called Go For Soda. Okay. Right here on the Take Him With You pod. I couldn't remember which podcast this was. Take Him With You. The Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy Moyer. God bless. Stay safe this week, everybody. Yes, don't take any uh, razor blade laden candy. Yeah, but be nice to the kids that come to your door. That's right. Don't Scare be them half to death and then give them good candy. Don't be mean. Or something nice. Okay. Like my wife wants to give them raisins. Really? Raisins? Well, some kids react to food coloring and sugar badly. Yeah, that's why they're out trick-or-treating. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me raisins to eat. I don't think so. All right, bye everybody. Have a great day and enjoy this song. And uh, um, I would say happy Halloween, but I don't really, I don't know. Have fun, be safe, have a good one. Bye.
you're boring all time.